Hello and welcome everyone to another InventRight TV show. My name is Andrew Krause. I'm one of the co-founders here at InventRight. And we're going to do one of my favorite YouTube shows, which is a success story, inviting one of our students on and talking to them about their success in licensing their products. And we have Keanu today. Keanu, how you doing, man? Andrew, good to be back with you. I think it's been, I don't know, two years? It was, yeah, it was 2020. I was just, I went and watched a little bit of the last video we did. I think at that time when I was watching it, it said that you licensed three products at that point. How many is it now? So now it's 29. Wow. Yeah. That's 29. a lot of products, man. It is, yes. Yeah. It's, it's gone by pretty quick. And just to be clear, these are, are they all of all 29? Are they all knives that you've designed? Yeah. So 20, I guess 28 of them would be uh, pocket knives. One of them is going to be a multi-tool, but all of them are in the pocket knife industry. Okay. That's a lot. So when you license, I've found that when our students license that many products, they will, they've kind of built up their list of companies that they like to go to. And then they're just sending companies new products that, you know, they, they already, all the companies like, yeah, we love your ideas. We like to see more. And you see more, sometimes it's an extension on what you're already doing. It's like products that go along with the product you already licensed or maybe just new products in the same space. How many different companies um, have you licensed to? So I've licensed officially to nine different companies so far. Wow. And in talks with, you know, kind of on the fence with a couple of, of others who are kind of like on the, on the fence still. So I love that. Officially. Uh-huh. I mean, because like if you'd only, if you licensed, if you had like two or something, I'd be like, okay, He's just flooding those two, but huh. you're spreading it out, which would you say that's increasing your chances of success? Oh, yeah, I, th I think so. And, and to that as well, I don't see a lot of so I mean, in this industry, they're called knife designers and I don't see a lot of them taking kind of our invent right licensing approach to that model. Right. They just kind of get in with two or three of the uh, companies. But, you know, I think it's a numbers game. I, I, my goal is to just try to hit every single one of those knife companies and get my products in with every single one. That was my goal. Um, obviously, there's a lot of companies out there. So, uh, but that's part of that's part of why you got to reach out to a lot of companies. So, that's incredible. So, 20, 29 licensing deals over nine companies. That's fantastic. What is that? I'm not very good at math. What is that? Is it three per company? I'm not sure. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm not much better than you there. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's fantastic. That's great. That You're really playing the game there. And these are all in knives. Yes. These are all in knives. So, and a lot of these knives don't have like any new functionality or utility. It's more the design. So it's nice for people to know that they can license designs too. And the companies, they value that. That's a big part of knife sales, isn't it? Sure, absolutely. And you know, I was kind of thinking about that a little bit more. I think uh, the pocket knife industry is a little unique because, like, at the end of the day, it is just a new design. But a lot of uh, what people search for in a new knife design is uh, that perfect knife that will give you the utility, uh, the, uh, the, just the versatile utility. And uh, there is no perfect knife out there. And so there's always a constant hunt for the new design that will, will do that for you. And I think that's part of why I've been able to license so many designs. And I think, you know, I don't think it'll work for every industry, but for this industry, sure. that's, that's certainly the, uh, the, way, the way it happens. 
Yeah, when you look at most of our students' products, the product has some sort of new functionality mm-hmm. or utility most of the time. But we have one of our other students, June, she's licensed like 80 pieces of her artwork. So she's yeah. not licensing the artwork itself. She's licensing the artwork to go on people's products. She's noticing yeah. companies that have beautiful flower designs or this or that on their product, whatever it is. And then she's licensing in that artwork. So there's always exceptions. Um, uh, but I do agree with you. Most of the time our students are licensing products that have you know, functionality, utility um, of some kind and have some sort of benefit there. But in knives, the design kind of like that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Some people, some guys like they collect knives and it's about how pretty it is. The yeah. blade quality, too. But yes. my guess is they're using the same innards on a lot of these things and they're just changing the outside. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're spot on. So um, it must be really nice to now have this list built up and then you just come up with new designs and you send it to all your, your companies that you work with. Um, and that's nice there. You've worked hard to do that. And it took you a while to get there, right? Didn't it? I would think. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I can't tell you how many emails I've sent out. Uh, probably thousands at this point. Uh, not only the knife, uh, pocket knife uh, companies, but you know uh, other industries as well. I've really been trying to break out of the pocket knife industry and, and, and dabble into those other industries that I'm interested in. So it, it, let's talk about the timeline there. It you know when you license a knife, it's not like it comes out the next day, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, I think I've heard on average it takes uh, 18 months, but I've found that. Mine are taking two years, but I think that has to do with, you know, just kind of how uh, uh, the supply chain is right now. Yeah. Issues. Um, but, uh, and these and the products are starting to come out in the marketplace now because I interviewed you about two years ago. Yeah, when you yeah. licensed three and now you got 29. So uh-huh. the ones you licensed a while back, those are going to start coming out. And then the ones you just licensed is going to be a little bit. Yeah, I think this year will be a big year for me, hopefully. I mean, uh, we're in April now. Uh, my second knife just hit the market, available now, um, and so and, and uh, I'm expected uh, a couple more to to release uh, or at least be announced this year. So it's uh, it's got to add up with 29 licenses. It's that's add that's up, uh, you know that's certainly the goal. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I'm uh, I'm really just trying to focus on continuing to close uh, the next deal. Um, back in 2020, my once I started to see a little bit of success, uh, the goal I set out was to, to license a product a month. And so that's, that's really what I've been trying to You're stick kicking to. butt, man. It's, it's, it's uh, hard work, but, I mean, nobody made it, uh, you know, with, uh, without hard work. So. Okay. So I just want to make it clear to people that, you know, Keanu's built up these relationships over time. And every time he gets a no, which I'm sure you get plenty of no's in some of these designs, um, you from a new company in particular, you just made a relationship and you go, Hey, can I send you more? And they're like, yeah, sure. If we like it, we like it. If we don't, we don't. And you know, you license to one of them. So I, I think that's fantastic. Um, are you looking to get into other categories now too? And you got to have to put some work there too, to build up a little bit of a network. And are you looking to do that? Absolutely. Yes. That's something that I'm working very hard at right now. And, uh, you know, for two years I was, you know, not really successful. I mean, I wasn't successful in licensing outside of the pocket knife industry. And I took a step back and I was like, what am I doing wrong? And I realized that I wasn't inventing for the marketplace like I was in the pocket knife industry because I knew the market in and out. And so I had known 
you know, I'd been studying the marketplace without really knowing that I was doing that. And so I'm now taking that approach into the whiskey industry and drinkware, kind of that kind of area, um, and uh, applying that technique into uh, that industry and, and hoping to see a better result there. You're just a hooligan, man. Knives and drinking. You're a tough guy. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I, I had to tell the joke. Dude, through and through. Yeah, what can I say? I mean, I'm just, a, I'm just your average dude. My wife always jokes, you know, lose the friend but tell the joke. You know, losing a friend would tell the yeah, joke. it's a Brazilian saying, I think. I don't know, I don't like it when she says I haven't that. Heard that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I no, I don't tell a joke at that cost, just if it's funny. Um, so what are your goals as an inventor these days? Yeah, just to continue to license a, a, a product uh, a month. It's nice, uh, with the pocket knife industry that I, you know, I have those contacts and can always kind of just you know, throw stuff out there to them because, you know, building those, that's why building those relationships is so important. But, uh, you know, aside from uh, closing more deals there, you know, trying to close some deals outside of the pocket knife industry. And that's, that's really what my, my short-term goals are at this point. So how, how did InventRite help you with all of this? Like what, what was your, what was going on with you before and what was going on with you after what, how did it make a difference? Um, because now, <clears throat> and just to let you guys know, um, I don't think we've officially announced this, but I think, you know, because you're in training right now. But Keanu is so amazing. We hired him as a coach, guys. And so he's in training still. Normally, we don't like let people know until the after somebody gets out of training, but that's fine. So you've obviously, you know, impressed the heck out of us. <laughs> but what, what, did, what did we do? What did your coach do for you? What did we do for you uh, when you were with us that, that made a difference? Man, uh, just just to give a little bit of backstory, before I heard about InventRight, I was, I think, like a lot of people, was contacting, like, looking for local uh, um, attorneys and, uh, you know, to help me, you know, get patents and all that. You know, I was about ready to spend $10,000, $20,000 until I stumbled upon, you know, those YouTube videos, which are gold, um, started to dig into it. I think I ended up calling you, Andrew. Uh, started talking about the program and, and how it works, and um, you know, join the join the program. And uh, Coach Paul, I mean, uh, who was my coach at the time? Uh, I mean, the, the only way I could describe it is like he was he kind of filled that role of you know that uh, you know person. He had the he had the roadmap, and he was guiding me through each of those steps. You know, he he, he you know I, I saved so much money. Um, you know, I would have been spending ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars with an attorney, um, but you know, Paul gave me that roadmap and was like, "No, no, this is these are the steps. You know, it's going to take to get where you want to go." And you know, he saved me, you know, so much time and, and money, if that's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I certainly wouldn't be here if it wasn't uh, wasn't for Ben Ren for uh, Paul. What were some of the things that he did with you? Like, where maybe you were a little bit off, and then he got you on track. I mean, just every little, I mean, because there are so many little things that happen in that process, right? And, and you know, you're, if you're by yourself, you're sitting there wondering, is this the right move? Is this the right move? And then you'll make a move. And then two years later, when you have no deal, you're like, I, I, I don't know where it went wrong. Mm -hmm. But Paul, it's like, you know, if you come up to a fork, you say, hey, Paul, you know, hey, Paul, like, what do I do now? This is what you do. And then there's there's no doubts, you know? So there's like there's like constant forks in the road. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. 
Yeah. It's it's crazy how, how many of those little things come up and you don't realize it until you're in it. And uh, it, it's certainly better, you know, when you have someone who's already done it. Right, right. Excellent. Cool, cool. Um, so how how getting back to that, like how important is the, the structure that InventRight gives you with the 10 steps? Is it is does that kind of like take the guesswork out of it? Definitely. I mean, because, you know, I, I certainly find that especially if you're doing it on your own and, uh, you know, because it takes a lot of discipline. And so if you don't have that structure, you know, it, you can very quickly just kind of do things haphazardly and kind of be all over the place. And so that, that structure and that, you know, definitely helps me at least be more disciplined about what I'm doing. And I, I think that discipline ultimately um, has a better result out of the fact. It gives structure to our students and I think it gives structure to the coach to guide the students. And, and you've experienced it as a student with Paul guiding you as your yeah. coach. And now you're going to experience it as a coach guiding students. But, you know, we've never had an InventRight coach that wasn't a former InventRight student. It's something that I decided to set up a long time ago. I think it was a I think it was worked out fantastic because yeah. you're empathetic on what these new students are going through because you've been through it yourself. Right. You know, and and you know how to, you're just going to know how to guide them. I think you're going to be an amazing coach. Thank you. Yeah, again, I appreciate you guys. Um, we have a lot of faith in you. For the opportunity. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I love that you're branching out. I love that you talk about a work ethic. I think um, how much of this is, is the idea and how much of it is the work ethic? Oh, it's definitely like a 10% idea and then 90% uh, uh, getting after it. Um, and I, I did some math there, Andrew. I, I think you might be, you know, nine, 90, 10 there. I, I think I did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Okay, making the joke. No, I I couldn't agree with you more. And even though even though licensing is like a thousands of the work of running a business, it's still work, and you still have to do you know reach out to companies, make a sell sheet, file a PPA, um, yeah. you know, um, follow up like a whole bunch of times. Ingrid just closed a deal. First email she sent to her company that she ended up licensing to, they deleted the email. David contract with baby Bretza deleted the email and then she sent it again. He called her back like in 40 minutes, all excited because he didn't, he didn't see it before. So that persistence and work ethic and not, not, not taking no for an answer. I mean, you, you accept once it's a no, but getting the no, right. You know? And, and so for a guy that's licensed 29, 28 knife ideas and a multi-tool, um, when you're saying it's 10%, you know, the idea, 90% the rest, you're really doing people a service because you're, yeah. you're helping them be real about what they need to focus on. And I think it's, I think with a coach guiding somebody, it helps them get through that shock because you yeah. go from just dreaming up ideas to actually working on them. And that's, you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, well, before, before I talk more about that, I mean, the way I look at it is, I mean, there are what, billions and billions of people out there. And so the odds of someone having, you know, at least a similar idea to what you have is very likely. And so, you know, is it going to be you or is it going to be them that gets, you know, pitches it to that company first and gets the yes or gets the no, right? So that's really what it comes down to and having a coach that, you know, can help push you like that. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been in sports my whole life. And so I've always had coaches around me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, if I if I think back, like, because I I played baseball a lot, so you know, if I had if we didn't have coaches and we were just like, okay, just go run around and figure out how to get better, you know, I de- definitely wouldn't have uh, succeeded in in that. And but so, why? But why do inventors think they just just <gasps> let's just randomly do a bunch of stuff and with no guidance whatsoever? Right, uh, Stephen yeah. and I. I, I really have no good answer for that. I just don't, don't <laughs> know why. Maybe I don't know if it, maybe if uh, inventing becomes an Olympic sport, people will be like, "Oh, I guess you're right. I think we do need a coach." But I don't know what it is. I, I would say invent the products, not the process. We have the process, you know. I, um, yeah. But going from to have to go through the process, it's a bit of a shock, you know. Just dreaming up ideas to actually working on them, yeah. and um, we're all about keeping it real and invent right. You know that. Yes. And you're going to keep your students real too. Oh, you know, I, I sent it to five companies. Well, how many times? Like <laughs> once? It's like, ah, uh, no. And you'll, and you'll tell them from your personal experience, no, you, I don't care. You might need to send it five, six, seven times sometimes, sometimes two or three. Sometimes you get in the first time, but a lot of times you don't. And right. it's, just, it's just work. It's just like sweeping the floor. Is, is the stuff that we teach that difficult, really, the business side of things? It's not difficult. People just don't do it. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. People just don't do the work. Why do you think that is? Uh, perhaps fear of failure. I, you know, fear of getting a no, maybe. Um, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm just not sure. You know, I think. I think another th- another thing I tell myself is like, you know, because I'll tell myself if you just put in the work, you know, you could like it could pay off for you, for you just around the corner if you just keep moving forward. And I think a lot of people, they think, oh, it's, you know, it's maybe a crapshoot, maybe it'll take 10 years, whatever to happen. So I'm just not going to do it. But, you know, the mentality that I have is, is, you know, just keep pushing, just keep pushing every single day. And maybe, you know, next month, it'll happen. Maybe not. But it's, it's just around the corner, I think, if I, you know, continue to put in the work. Yeah, love it. Love it. Thank you, Keanu. Spoken like a wise, wise man. That's why we <laughs> Hire you as our latest coach. So thank you so much for coming on board. I want to remind everybody to take care and keep inventing. And we'll catch up with you guys next time. See you guys. Bye.